Welcome to the Security Lab Podcast. Ah, 2021. So many eventful things have happened already. But there was also something in 2020 that was pretty eventful and uh, that was pretty happening and it appeared in the news all the time. The Macau scam. Um, have you guys heard anything about it? The Macau scam? Do we have to go to to Macau to be scammed? Well, as far as I know, uh, somewhere in 2020, there was a video that went viral on social media. Um, it was about a couple throwing a lavish party and whatnot. And um, there was some investigation that started going, uh, that taking place from there. And during this investigation, they identified that this was part of the larger Macau scam. Um, the whole idea behind the scam is where people get duped, uh, with, where they have to pay a lot of money. And um, yeah, there, there have been a lot of losses being reported in 2020 regarding that are related to Macau scam. Well, what's the big deal about it? Let's face it, technology is already part of our life. And what's so big deal about a Macau scam and why do we need to be afraid of it? So the thing about Macau scam is, um, basically how it works is usually a victim receives a phone call and the attacker claims to be or the scammer claims to be from police or from the tax department or some someone in the position of authority and they, they kind of tend to scare these victims um, who tend, who are mostly you know senior citizens or women um, and in, in a way they're kind of gullible also so they're not really familiar with everything so they tend to fall for these scams. They receive threatening phone calls saying that they have been identified um, as potential suspects across uh, other scams or other frauds, and there could be arrests. Um, you know th- that these people could be arrested and things like this. So I, I think there's a f- factor, um, a certain level of fear that is being generated over here because of which, which people you know give into these kind of scams. I think I remember something uh, along those lines. Uh, I, I think I got a call from some guy who sounded very Indonesian. And uh, he claims that he's calling from a court in Perlis. And uh, he mentioned something about, oh, I got to make an immediate payment. Otherwise, uh, I'm, I'm going to get arrested. Uh, is that a Macau scam? So in a way, yes, it is because if someone calls you saying that they are in in a position of authority, uh, ideally that would be sort of leading to a Macau scam. So I know people like you know some older folks who also receive similar calls. So they receive a call saying that um, it it could be that you know sometimes on the landline where you can't really trace the number, sometimes on the phone, but it's usually someone saying that okay, fine, with the police um, or or we're from the tax department, you haven't paid your bills, or we've identified some scam that you've been involved in, some money laundering, uh, things like this. Uh, so yeah, in, in a way, this is something that leads to it. Now, there are some terms that I've heard um, very time and time again, that's the data leakage and also data breaches. What's the difference between these two terms, and should we be concerned about it? Data leakage is essentially someone divulging your personal information. So it can be information related to your IC number, or where you stay, or what your full name is, or what your legal name is, uh, your address, uh, can be anything about you. It can even be medical records. 
data breaches is when your personal information is willfully taken away without permission so for example a hacker breaks into a network sees a whole wealth of information and starts taking that data out so that's essentially what data leakage and data breach is like what you hear so far make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now this podcast is made possible by listeners like you thank you for your support now back to the show my guess is uh some of these information is kind of odd because when the person calls me he seems to know about personal information about me he knew about me he knew about my ic number and i've not won any competition for my ic number to be listed out in the public internet or any media so it's rather perplexing and 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 quite frankly scary to know that someone has this wealth of your personal information and they're then using it against you so i'm curious how did they get this information from what i understand so from what i understand it's because these perpetrators or hackers or whoever they have our information so when they actually con- make contact with us and pretend to be you know persons of authority they make themselves sound more um more legal or or uh, real or authentic because they hold certain information about us and is this is this how the macau scam uh, happens because they have information about us so they use what that little information about us to to obtain further more information for example our account information and and just like swindle us of our money well that's most likely the case i think when someone can give you a little bit piece of information about yourself you're more likely to think that you can trust that person and and you're going to think that yeah this person is probably of the right authority see the problem is it's very difficult to know who's on the other side of the line it can be a person who's actually calling from a financial sector be it a bank or an insurance organization or it can be a company that you're engaging with say if you're subscribing to pay tv example that could be one of those people who may call you to offer new products and services so today it's very difficult to differentiate because sometimes uh, all these organizations just call you up and and suddenly throw a whole wealth of information so it's really doubtful to know whether someone who's calling you on the other side of the line is actually whom he or she truly claims to be or we don't know if they are actually a scammer so it's rather perplexing i just found out that uh, you know why do they call this macau scam why don't they call this malaysia scam or singapore scam or thailand scam it seems uh, this scam was actually discovered in uh, the autonomous region in china called macau and that's where it was first discovered and um, you know our law enforcement agencies deem this as a telecommunications fraud because a lot of it actually started in in Thailand and China. Uh, I remember an incident where one of my colleagues uh, while I was back in the telco got a call from this person and in the background you can hear a woman in Chinese uh 
actually shouting out kau menga kau menga which meaning help i'm i'm stuck and uh, that voice was very faint in the background and my colleague uh, he was told that they have captured his daughter and if he does not pay uh, they are going to do something bad to her i mean visibly anyone would panic in in that instance and immediately uh, he tried to call home unfortunately the wife didn't answer the call he tried calling the first daughter the daughter didn't answer the call thank god the second daughter answered and she actually said no we are all out together and obviously the father was furious asking why don't you all answer your phone you all should tell me what it is um although we were working in the telco we rather found it to be quite difficult to identify these people because some of these calls comes through channels that are not authenticated like for example voice over ip calls so they may even present a number that looks like a local number but in essence it may be a call that's terminating from another country like taiwan or china or even russia it can be anywhere so it was rather difficult uh for us to identify where the call came from but he was lucky because he was able to contact his family members imagine those who were really unable to get in touch with their loved ones in this situation and they get alarmed and in the spur of the moment without really thinking it through they just transfer the money and the money is out the account once it's out then it's practically difficult to trace where that money ends so in these instances uh, the calls are very urgent they create a sense of urgency they'll tell you you got to do it now uh, and they impress on you that you have to trust me the scammer and you have to trust me because i am right now the only person who can help you through this problem so when that happens you the victim blindly trust the person who's actually giving them all this information taking it at face value and fall prey into these kind of scams now these scams are not just limited to malaysia it's happening to all over the world and in fact uh, the royal police of malaysia mentioned that they've opened a total of 4865 investigation papers and in the news you can practically some people lose tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of ringgits or even dollars to these scammers it's rather scary to see how much money people are losing uh and and we hope to see that these kind of scams go down in number but i'm really curious as to you know how do these scammers get our data where do they get it from you know I, i'm 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 curious about it You know what doc that is a very good question where did this information come from how did they fall into the hands of all these bad guys Yeah I don't think the four of us could really answer this question I think we have to bring in someone to shed some light on this manner I think the four of us are trying to grapple with this problem and and we're really having a tough time trying to get into the meat of the matter and and trying to find out how did this information actually go out How did these guys get it and 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 you know we know what they do about it we we know that they're using it to make money to perform all these scams but we really need to know and dig down deeper 
Thanks, Doc. So for the next episode, we are actually going to have uh, someone call in, one of uh, an expert on this, who will talk a little bit further about what actually happened, how, what made the Macau scam possible. Thanks for joining us this week on Security Lab. Make sure to visit our website at securitylab.asia where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. 